Hello, hello, and welcome to Fempreneur True Confessions Podcast. Welcome, everyone. So excited to have you here today. Um, I'm Laura, or Oda, O-D-A-A, which is Other Duties as Assigned, um, which is an old corporate thing, um, and part of what we do to help businesses take our corporate experience and bring it into small business world, um, being able to help in your business with the tasks behind the scenes, delegating work, taking off some of those hats that you do not enjoy doing or just don't have the time for anymore. So um, that is who ODA, ODA is or ODAA, and I'm so excited to be here with you all today. And I am Angelique with Lady Powerhouse Solutions, and Lady Powerhouse Solutions um, takes a heart-centered approach to offering project and event management to women entrepreneurs that are on fire, lighting up the world with their passion and drive. And, um, you know, oftentimes people like project management. What What is that? What do you do? So majority of what we've done, because I started my business right before COVID, was, you know where the needs were for entrepreneurs and that was suddenly everything's online so a lot of digital marketing we do a lot of project management for digital marketing projects so that includes social media that includes website revamps um that includes email campaigns product launches book launches things like that so um and the event management kind of you know works oftentimes in um, cohesion with the project management, because typically you're wanting to do some type of event, whether it's a meeting um, or a, you know, like for a book launch, doing something like that. So it's just kind of works together. And um, so that's what we do. And our goal is always to do it as authentically as we possibly can for the client. So they're true colors are coming through and that's kind of our superpower. Um, and Laura and I do really similar things, not exactly the same thing and not ex definitely not in the same way. Um, and that's not a bad thing, right? That's a good thing. Um, so, uh, I think that's, that's one of the reasons the podcast came to be, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. It was knowing that, there's a, a loneliness, like, who do we talk to? And who do you talk to that knows your business? Well, another person that runs the same kind of business. But then it's like, everybody tells you, well, there's competition there. This is what's going on. And you've got to be careful who you talk to and what you say and what you do. And it becomes a very crazy world. And wanting to have someone that you could trust and speak to that knows your business because, um, or your type of business, because sometimes that's what it takes where it's like, why am I not seeing this the right way? Um, and coming together to be able to say, hey, look, I know we're direct competition. I have zero interest in stealing anything from you or harming you in any way, but can I talk to you? Can I just be your friend? You know, that moment of, I really need some help and maybe you can help and I have no problem trusting you. Can we talk and that kind of thing. So it comes, it came about really with that, knowing that, we needed help ourselves. I hear people all the time that need help and being able to be authentic and help them and be trustworthy and knowing that, you know, Hey, look, I have no ill will 
I don't want to compete with you. We're abundantly set. Everything is fine with this. Everybody has what they need. I just want to see us both succeed. So let's pull together and do that. Let's be authentic with each other and see, yeah. you know, art is in, I bet you there's others that need that same kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah. this is what I'm going through yeah. and this is the true story behind the scenes. And can somebody help while I scream, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how the podcast came to be. So mm -hmm. Laura and I are Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. The mission is to empower women in business, to live authentically, support each other, not compete with each other and to model this not only with each other, but here on the podcast and in our communities and in our dealings with each other. Um, we refer a lot of business to each other. We support each other when we get a tough spot. Um, and, um, just demonstrating that walking that in real life. So the other women can do the same. And the other thing was that this obvious, shortage of this type of mentorship and collaboration among female entrepreneurs, 80% of women who start an entrepreneurial endeavor, mm -hmm. they did all this research and found 80% of these women don't feel supported. They don't have a mentor. They don't have a sister in arms. So what we're trying to do is just normalize, Hey, this entrepreneurship is not easy always. It's so rewarding. It's not always easy and nobody said it was, but yeah. I think it's important that we start sharing all the lessons that we're learning, the challenges that we're facing and showing and sharing that we're not alone. So you aren't alone when you struggle with that thing because nobody's talking about it. So you think you're alone. No, you're not. <laughs> um, so the common goal of the, the podcast and our community is to lift other women up never tear them down, normalize what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other. And in the process, hopefully build up each other's confidence and encourage each other to use our gifts and our passions to fulfill our life's calling. So we hope you will um, stick around, enjoy this episode with our guest and help us build, maintain and grow this sisterhood that believes in abundance mindset, sharing challenges and helping each other rise to our highest potential. Um, and that's what we're here today to do with our guest and Clossing and take it away, Laura. Hi, Anne. Welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Um, so Anne is a number one international bestseller. Uh, our best-selling author on Amazon in the co in a co-authored book. Um, the book is Women Who Shine and is presently working on her own memoir and guidebook as well. Finding You is Finding God, Overcoming Abuse, Depression, and Fear. She is an intuitive coach, teacher, wow. and member in the concepts of mindset and the laws of the universe specifically how uh, thought and laws of the universe intertwine and became an expert in transformation through her personal journey from a place of self-loathing to the crossroad of decision where she chose to be happy and live a life of joy this expert edge um, makes her oh, relatable to clients who are under similar circumstances and became obsessed with feeling better where she studied mindset and the laws of the universe at the U of U, 
the University of Universe. Her passion is to share her gift, channel clearing, and mentor others on the journey of transformation to a life they love. As a farm girl at heart, Anne was born into a farming family, studied agriculture in college, then landed a career in conservation and retail agriculture. She resides on a dairy farm with the love of her life, who farms with his son and growing family. She is a mother and grandmother who adores spending time with family in with family in nature, gardening and taking long walks with her dogs. She possesses a great love and zest for life and desires the same for her clients. Welcome, Anne. So exciting. Thank you, Laura. There's so many good things that I can spin off of what both of you just communicated to your viewers. And that is, it can be pretty lonely if you allow it to be lonely. Mm -hmm. And my advice to new entrepreneurs is to be true to yourself and not to get caught up in that comparisitis mm. and imposter syndrome, which is we all go through it and it all creeps up and you can be smoothing along and just sailing right along and then something will trigger it and it comes up. So it's totally normal and to just acknowledge it and allow it to pass, you know, kind of like a kidney stone, <laughs> not the most pleasant sometimes. Right. depending on how hard you make it. So yes, I appreciate you both and appreciate the invitation and um, enjoy the opportunity. So thank Absolutely. you. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. Um, my light was dying, so I had to plug it in. <laughs> so um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was I mean, let's just dive in the big questions. How do you discover your life purpose and then take the leap of faith to follow it? So we're, we're talking about personal experiences here, not in general. And I think that's one of the things that sets this podcast apart is, you know, we have guests that come on and they talk in really general terms and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to remember. We're here to talk about our personal experiences so other people can relate to what we've been through and not feel alone and be able to go, oh yeah, I, I get that. that. That's really similar to what happened for me. Or this is exactly what I'm dealing with right now. I want to hear how she dealt with it. What did she do and how she came out on the other side? Is that mm -hmm. worth trying? Um, so let's let's dive in how did you discover your life purpose and then taking that leap i yeah. mean that that takes some faith life i always tell people life led me to where i sit today and uh i wasn't very kind to myself in my uh, first 50 years so if someone said did you know that you you were a channeler? Did you know that, you know, you were going to be called to service? Did you know? No. Right now, I feel like my soul plucked me out of the middle of a cornfield and plopped me in this chair. That's what it feels like some days. And it's like, why am I here? I said, yes. Okay. Now what? So it's really a day-to-day -day thing. 
transformation does not happen overnight. And um, you don't want it to, right? No. And we're always evolving. And there's uh, people that resist change. But accepting change is so important because you change on a cellular level every day. Do you want to be five again? Do you want to be 10 again? Do you want to be 20 again? We're constantly changing. And mm -hmm. if we can, if you can accept that and go with the ebb and flow and look at it through a different lens, it sure softens things. But mm -hmm. I lived the first half of my life probably with my fist in the air most of the time. You know, you, um, it began very early for me at age three or four, somewhere in there, I was fondled by my maternal grandfather. It happened. And that kind of trauma, it could have been much worse. That kind of trauma, you kind of hang on to it and you don't realize it. And then as, as you learn and you're shaped and you start to get your beliefs and your limited beliefs, and as we grow, all of a sudden you understand that that was not so, such a good thing. And mm -hmm. then I think what I did was the guilt and shame with it. Um, and just not the best life choices that I've made, you know, in and out of my life. And the, the best way that I described it was in my chapter, Women Who Shine. Um, uh, it was basically clearing a path for myself. So it was like, and this is just a shortened version of it and I'm giving it away, but it is, it is a good chapter. If you're interested in what I do, it explains it very, very well. And it's, it's evolved since then already. That book came out in 2021, but it was like a deck of cards. I was the dealer and, you know, I was in and out of depression, probably way back in high school. I think it happened a long, long time ago and I just ebbed and flowed and ebbed and flowed. It was highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows. And got married, had a miscarriage, had a child, and then it was not happy. I just wasn't happy. Nothing could make me happy. Everything on the other side looked greener. I ended up having mm -hmm. an affair during that. And eventually we divorced. Then you jump into the next relationship, come clean, <laughs> tell him about the affair that had happened. And it was like, that was like a little, it would come up. It would come up in topics, even though it didn't happen to him. I didn't do it to him. He would bring it up and we would argue about that. And it would get messy. And it was, again, I call that marriage the perfect storm. Mm. And um, my father passed and then I find myself back into a major clinical depression again. And that time, the second time I was on antidepressants and I had suicidal thoughts the first time I was on antidepressants and I was only on them for three months and I couldn't stand it because of the side effects. But the second time I was on them, it was like right away, the suicidal thoughts started coming in and I was in my early forties. So I really get disturbed when the answer to Western medicine is to slap someone on an antidepressant. Yeah. Because so much of it to me at a fundamental level is thought. Is thought, our patterns, our limited beliefs that we can 
decide to change and re-pattern and live a new life and live vibrantly. But that takes time and it takes a lot of work. And that's what I did. But the second episode catapulted me in to an argument with my second husband where I couldn't take it anymore. You know, hanging something that happened over 10 years ago that did not affect him. And I, there was no winning. There was no winning that argument. So I ran out of the house, went to the north part of our property, sat down on the edge of our garden, surrounded by a kind of a grass field that's surrounded by woods. And I sobbed and I kept thinking of all these different ways that I could off myself. And something made me look up and it was a coyote. It was an alpha male coyote standing about 20 feet away from me. So I had been crying for so long with my head in my hands that I, I was totally oblivious of an entire pack. And once I could kind of get my vision straight, I could see this dog. I could see the others starting coming towards me. And it was at that point in time where I heard this voice. It's like, make it happen. We can make this happen. And it was like, you need to decide. And on, I sat there and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. And it's like the thoughts are going around in your head. It's like, what do I do? And I heard the voice bark. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to bark. <laughs> it comes out crackly and hysterical. <laughs> I can laugh at it now, but picture early 40 something me, <laughs> I'm 56 now, barking at a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog took another step towards me. So I'm like, oh, this is great. So I stand up and the dog took another step. He kind of looked at me a little bit, but he took another forward step. And it's like, okay, what are you going to do now? And the voice said, growl. So not only did I start growling at the animal, I ran straight at him like a mad woman. And they scattered. And coyotes are typically timid. They're, they usually mm -hmm. don't like humans because they get shot yeah. <laughs> they're usually pretty timid but this one had a different agenda and it was at that pivotal moment that i i just started talking to myself i'm like ann you gotta change this is the second time you have to change and it was that decision that line in the sand that said you're going to get better so it became my I ran back to the house. I, I told my second husband what was going on. And of course, then he wanted to be all consoling. And I'm like, no, I couldn't deal with him. And I went to bed and I laid down and I just bawled. It was like, you need to leave me be and just let me sleep this off. And I bawled myself to sleep. And the next morning I went to work. I started making phone calls. I was, I had heard about an acupuncture treatment that helps depression. So my mom was already going to an acupuncturist and at the time my dad had died, it was the personality that I was married to. It was kind of like this divide and conquer, divide you away from your family. So I was kind of at arm's length away from my mom. And there were some things that went on that I didn't agree with. And it was just me being me at the time. It was, wasn't anything to do with mom. It was all me, but that's what we do. We get mad at people and it's not about them. It's about you being mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah. see it then. You don't see it that way. And uh, I'm like, I'll be damned if I'm going to call mom. Don't want to call mom. So I tried calling this other guy, you know, stubborn that I was. 
and I still am. <laughs> At least I recognize it now. And I tried getting through to this other acupuncturist. The call would drop or I'd go to voicemail. I tried like three times. And on the third time, it's like, all right. So I called my mom and I got the number and I got, of course, got right through to this acupuncturist, but that's who right. I needed to see. So between my chiropractor and my acupuncturist, my chiropractor led me to the book um, by Louise Hay, Heal Your Body. Mm -hmm. And then he also suggested another read, which was Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And between those two two modes. And then Doreen Virtue was another one. Now Doreen has taken a separate path now. She's taken a totally different path. And some of her books you can't even get. But the, the books that I did get from her were so instrumental in helping me understand what was going on. I was hearing voices. I was, I literally thought I was going mad, mm -hmm. stark mad. So we go ahead, we get a divorce. And it was through this entire divorce process when he was out of the house and basically getting out of my life that things were happening in my house. I could not explain. And it was this, I call it a dark night of the soul. Some mm -hmm. people will call it the unwinding of the Kundalini energy, which is dealing with Reiki energy, Kundalini Reiki, and basically opening of all your chakras. And it starts at the base and it works its way up. And I believe that's between that combination of dark night of the soul, which can be kind of passive for some people, or it can be very um, disturbing. <laughs> Mine was not the disturbing side. So I am a very old soul. I believe in past lives and a very, very old soul. And I believe that I was put here for a reason and that reason keeps becoming clearer and clearer and clearer the more I align with my soul, the more I follow the path of my soul. So today, I can confidently tell you that there will be two groups of people that I work with. So the book, Finding You, is Finding God. And I did change the subtitle to that. I was guided to change that um, by two people. Um, one was Patty Aubrey, who is Jack Canfield's partner, and she encouraged me to change it to have something with soul agreements in it. And I, I sat and meditated with it. So the new subtitle of Finding You is Finding God is, it's long, the interrelationship between thought, universal law, soul agreements, and the human experience. So there's a reason some people look at things as bad or bad things happen. I look at them as experiences and with every experience, whether it be positive or negative, there's a gold nugget there, every experience. So mm -hmm. all the crap that I went through, I knew I drew it to me. So in that pivotal moment, when I had my aha moment, I call it my come to Jesus moment. It's like, I made the decision to change. And I realized that I was the common denominator to every occurrence in my life. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It mm. is very hard pill to I've, swallow. I've had had that same experience. Yeah. Oh, it's very I'm the problem. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, you are the problem. You're you're the root. Not that those people didn't play a card in it. They absolutely did. Mm -hmm. But I understand, and it took me time, especially like with the the sexual abuse. Mm 
trying mm -hmm. to understand that. So as I'm going through my healing, it was like, oh, a year after my dad died, my acupuncturist, he, um, a client of his who he helped, she was also going through her kundalini unwinding and she realized that she's a medium. And he highly encouraged me to go to her. It took me a year to get the courage to go because I thought my dad would be mad at me. I was so afraid of what he was going to come through and say. That's what mm -hmm. I was afraid of. And when you're on the veil and you've transferred and you've crossed over, you are nothing but pure unconditional love. There is no judgment, none. And there is nothing to be afraid of, nothing. And you will there's be- also like this, things that we think matter don't. here in this material world, they don't matter there. No. So, and there's a lot of baggage attached. We don't realize it, um, but how much baggage we drag around in this lifetime, you mm -hmm. know, from one relationship to another. And yeah, so um, that's awesome. So I always call it my not so goody goody bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just keep yeah. adding to it. You add to it. And it, the weight, imagine, you know, the old Santa Claus bag, you're filling it full of not so good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's heavy and it weights you down. It is heavy. And it, until you take every item out of the bag and you do it in layers, until you take everything out of the bag, it's hard to elevate to a better feeling place. And it, it all starts with the self. We are put here to live vibrantly and to live in joy and also to feel the full spectrum of emotion from joy to despair. Well, kids, I think I did it. I was down there for a long time. And then basically you do not catapult yourself from the number 22 down at the bottom of the step all the way up to the first step. You don't catapult your way up there. You can walk up, and spend some time there, but you're gonna walk right back down to where your overall vibration is. You know, what are you feeling right now? Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, do I live in joy every day? No, I would say for me today, I'm in positive expectation. I'm in positive expectation. These clients are gonna come walking through my door or mm -hmm. actually should come, come, come through my Zoom. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, it's positive so, expectation and hope. It sounds like the, the discovery of this life purpose was really this great big long process of going through it all was. these mistakes and missteps and and then the realization that, oh, like I'm the one that made that mistake and need to take responsibility for that. But um, so at what point it, was there a catalyst that said, Here's, was, your, here's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. I was in and out of jobs. So in and out of marriages and in and out of jobs, especially in the second marriage, I went through a number of jobs. And uh, the last one I spent 10 years in and absolutely loathed the job. But when I had that epiphany, I spent some time just in that discovery mode of automatic writing. I was writing letters to God. What's wrong with me? 
all these questions and, you know, what's my purpose? And the letter started answering back then. And it was at that point in time that I realized, and after I went to this medium, that I had three key angels working with me, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, he's the master healer, not only of human, but also animals, and Archangel Jophiel, which she's love and light. You know, I needed as much light shed on me as possible and in order to see the light within myself as well, more importantly. And just the interaction, especially with, with Michael, who is a hoot, by the way, um, that encouragement. You know, I would do my spiritual meditation in the morning. I would, when I get into this meditative mode, that's when the interaction I could start to hear, you know, and, and voices at times, but thought would come in and it's like, I knew somebody was trying to get through. And I had an experience that was not pleasant with an attachment, which is an entire another story. We're not going to get into that. Um, so I was very timid about who was speaking to me. So the one comment I can say on that is when you are living from a base of fear and that's all you're thinking, then that's what you're going to get delivered is fear. So until you can elevate out of that and learn to operate differently, that's, that's your knowledge. And I would say that I was addicted. That was my addiction. My addiction was fear and it became a way of life. You know, I was afraid people that, you know, everybody's out to get me. And that's what you do when you separate yourself is you're sitting down here and I call it in my book, the stairway to joy. Thank you, Jack Canfield. I went to a mastermind retreat a year ago um, with Jack Canfield and Patty Opry and James Malinchek was the special guest and absolutely wonderful. And we got to spend 20 minutes with each of our mentors. And in that 20 minutes with Jack, I wasn't finished with the book yet. And what really catapulted my healing was Esther Hicks in Ask and It Is Given. I got, and I dove into the processes and I started doing them and I was doing my meditations and I was raising my vibration one day at a time. And out of my session with Jack, it was like, I'm calling it the emotional staircase, but that just sounds so boring. And he's like, give me a minute. He looks up, he goes, stairway to joy. And I'm like, oh, you're so freaking brilliant. <laughs> so I will have coursework coming out of the stairway to joy, which is a transformation of the Hicks emotional scale. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I really dive deep into the three universal laws, which is uh, law of free will, law of vibration, and the law of attraction. And fundamental is vibration. That's primary. You have to realize that you're a vibrating being. And when you're an emotion, your thought, your feelings vibrate. So what happens yeah. is you're just this vibrating being and your body is sucking in all this data. And that becomes a feeling which parks this thought. And then right there, when you have the thought, that's where free will comes in. I didn't know I that. Listening. I didn't know that I could choose my thought. I didn't know yeah. that I could yeah. choose how I feel. I did not know that. Don't teach you that. I was listening to um, Danielle Laporte yesterday, and she was talking about even the colors that we choose to surround they vibrate. ourselves with. They have a frequency. And mm -hmm. what if that frequency clashes with what you're trying to do, um, you know, it's going to hinder your process. Um, the other, I was listening to another podcast yesterday with Russell Brand, and he talked a lot about 
this addiction that we have. And, you know, his opinion was, and I tend to agree, we all have addictions. It just mm-hmm. depends on whether it's approval, fear, food, sugar, caffeine, alcohol, drugs. We all have an addiction to something mm-hmm. um, because it's human nature for the most part to seek out things that um, are comfortable, right? We spend the majority <laughs> of our life avoiding what one thing. Yeah. Pain. Yep. And being uncomfortable. It's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. We try to stay the hell away from that. Right. But the problem is that pain and discomfort, that is how we grow. Um, so yeah, I mean, that all makes total sense. So, um, you quit your career to follow your passion and your purpose, but We've kind of as hell. We've kind of skipped ahead a little bit because that's fine. Yeah, you you're you discovered your life purpose, but I mean, just like everybody else, this life purpose it doesn't come knock on your door or hit you over the head one day and go, "Hey, here I am." It's a process. Mm-hmm. It takes time, um, and you know you had to. Like you said, every day, keep doing things that got you closer to the vibration mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be, that you're called to be at. Um, and so. How did I, how did I know? Well, I think the challenge, I think for most people and for me, which is why I'm kind of like the challenge is finding your alignment especially when we are taught on a daily basis, listen to everybody else and don't listen to your gut because it's not right, you know? Um, so how do we identify- it right out the window. So what, and what I found, especially like women of my age, I'm 56, we were told that we had to be pretty. We were told that we had to look a certain way. We were supposed to look like Barbie. And if you weren't, you were trash. You know, it. all of that needs to be thrown out the window. The only thing that matters, as far as I'm concerned, is, is a relationship between you and your soul. And when you can find that, everybody else looks nicer. And when they are being mean, then they just look ridiculous. When they say things to you, you do not have to listen to it. You don't have to accept it. Basically what I did was one of the reasons I, well, I'll tell you one thing I did was I joined Jack Canfield's Reignite Your Life. That was during COVID. It was one of his first programs that came out that was this massive Zoom thing. It was awesome. It was freaking awesome and it changed my life. But out of that and the pre-study that I've been doing, between Esther Hicks, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, anybody that I could lap up and get that information and start working on myself, I did. Mm -hmm. But when I started incorporating segmenting, which is on my 40 minute drive to commute, I would sit here and say, wouldn't it be nice if my coworkers were in a good mood today? Wouldn't it be nice if so-and-so 
wouldn't bitch at his employees. Wouldn't it be nice? Blah, blah, blah. And I would just put these things out there. Mm -hmm. And when I would get to work, I would look at the people who annoyed me and I looked at them with grace, compassion. And in my mind, I just said, they're doing the best that they could do. And I started practicing that on a daily basis. And Esther Hicks will say, Abraham says, people will start to notice. They're going to stop you and tell you, what are you doing different? Something looks different about you. And you thank them and say, well, I, this is what I'm doing. And that's what was happening at work. People, the guys at the shop would say, you're smiling today. You haven't smiled in a long time because I wouldn't. I hated my job. I absolutely hated it. And when I started looking at, especially the ones who annoyed me and looked at them with a sense of humor, it's like, really, you're sitting right next to me and you can't tell me where to put this order. You had to email it to me and then you didn't give me all the details. You know, that stuff used to just piss me off. It was like, then I toyed with it. Then I'd lean back and say, well, where's it supposed to go? <laughs> you know, and just have fun with it. And people started to notice. And as I grew, I grew away from that job. And I had already been writing my book. I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning and spending a half an hour writing. And then, well, I'd spend a half an hour meditating. And at 4.30, I would start to sit down and write my book till five. And then I'd get myself ready for work and go to work. And that's how the book started. And it was just supposed to be my memoir. And it turned into a teaching tool and a guidebook. So I'm really proud of that. Can't wait till that gets out. That's going to be for the masses. Anybody should be able to pick that up and go from a place of anxiety, depression, fear, overwhelm, pick it up and you can pivot. And that's the intention of it. It's also for people who may have a loved one who is going through depression or severe anxiety. It will shed light on what they are going through. It will also shed light on it's not your business to live their life for them. They choose to be there. They choose to. All you can do is keep them safe. And the other thing you can do is hold them in a spot of vibrant living. You do not look at them as the down and out person. You recall a memory of when they were happy and you put that in your mind and you talk to their soul and say, wouldn't it be nice to see them vibrantly living? I see them in vibrant living. They're running, they're happy, they're laughing, they're playing. That's what you can do. It's still their decision. And, but I want to make a point here. They haven't done anything. They're not the ones saying, this is how I'm going to live from now on. Mm -hmm. The mindset shift is our own. Mm -hmm. And it's the way we decide to see the world and react to it or not react to it. Exactly which is the law of free will. And that's why I focus on those three, three laws. So the law of free will is, is I call it two things. So it's to be, do, or have anything in this lifetime. You can, it's limitless. And then also it is not your job to think for me, nor is it my job to think for you. And then it's not my job to stick my nose in your business. And it's not your job to stick your nose in my business, nor is it either one of us job to go crawling up to God, the creator source and be in their business. Mm -hmm. So it, that's that triangle. Um, a good read on that is Byron Katie. 
and love what is. And that book also is very pivotal in, in getting mindset change. And I will, I will give you an example quickly. So um, a limited thought that I had was that my second husband hated me. So I'll just call him Joe. That's not his name. Joe hates me. Is it true? I truly believe that he hated me. So I say, yes. Next thing is you turn it around and you turn it around and you insert your name or I. I hate me. Ouch. There's the truth. If you don't like yourself, you cannot love anyone else. It mm -hmm. starts with you. Starts with you and realizing mm -hmm. that. And it took me years. <laughs> I didn't get to this point overnight. Right. And I think that's yeah. a great point because it doesn't happen overnight. There's no such thing as overnight success. These journeys are often long. Yes. You're not like we've gotten to a point as a society that we want everything just instantaneously. Yep. I, I struggle because, uh, you know, when, when my computer slows down, I'm like, what the hell? What's mm -hmm. going on? You know, it's taking a whole two seconds longer, you know, and I'm like, well, God, I need to go find something else to do with my two seconds. No, why don't you just sit there and take a deep breath and chill, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's the conditioning of our society that has happened over yeah. eons, decades, centuries, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it, the journey is journeys aren't quick. I, I mean, no. when people talk about a journey and I don't know the Webster's dis definition, but it's not a, a trip to the corner. You don't call that a journey. Mm -mm. Okay. That's, that's a trip. That's a quick trip. That's a, you know, yeah. bada being bada boom, right? Mm -hmm. Journeys tend to be a little bit more pre-planned, thought through, leisurely, being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it does take time. So one kind of last question, quitting your career to follow your passions and your, and your, what you feel is like your true purpose and calling. That's, that's like, that's a big deal. It was a big and deal. It was because so what, what helped you? What helped me was it, it and I was torn, um, because the more I was healing and the more I saw my coworkers differently, I had this guilt. Maybe I shouldn't leave. Maybe I shouldn't do this. And then yeah. I was gifted a trip to Mexico. So Lynn, Lynn and I, I plucked him off the dairy farm and took him to Mexico because the company gave me a trip. And I'm like, wow. And that was in February. And then I leave in fall. But it was, it was I just knew I had to. So meditation is, is key. And that is something that I do daily. And sometimes I do it several times a day, but I'm kind of greedy. I just love it. You know, I love to connect with the universe and that's a muscle. It's no different than doing daily exercises. So when you make those decisions and I, I'm a writer and I like to do it physically on paper and just sit in a quiet spot. Mm -hmm you ask empowered questions and you can ask that question of what is my purpose? Yeah. So my mm -hmm. answer was 
be who you were born to be. Mm-hmm. Now, do that on a daily basis. And it got a little irritating. It was like, who the hell am I supposed to be? I don't know who that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Supposed to be. <laughs> so it doesn't come through right away. It's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, I was that little kid. I'm like, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. So you keep writing and you keep journaling. And then all of a sudden you might be out for a walk or you might be driving to work or in your commute to work. And all of a sudden it pops in. It's like, damn, that's it. Yeah. You know, if you're in a place of not, <laughs> and you're not receptive, they're not going to give it to you. Right. So, but I guess what I was trying to get to you was like the more practical stuff, because that's where I came from. I can't just quit my job. I can't just put in my notice. I have to have an exit strategy. I have to have a plan. Um, it's excuses. There are some people who just do it. Right. And I'm not saying that, that financially it was the smartest thing for me to do because I, I don't, as a, as a level of fact up until now, I have zero income coming in. I have bills to pay. So I am in manifestation mode here, Yeah, but it's trusting the process. Part of it was my own doing because I Mm -hmm. had several retirements. I burned through three of them while I knew I had this other larger pot sitting there and I stuck my head in the sand. And when I called my, my financial guy, he's like, well, we can tap into that, but it's going to cost you $60,000 off the top. I can't touch it for another 14 months. I'm like, Oh, so here I am. Mm-hmm. So thank God I have a, a mother <laughs> who's helping me and Linda's yeah. helping me. Mm-hmm. So it's scary. Yeah. But when you take that path, quantum leaps happen, but you have it's sticking to it. You put yourself in the vibration that the money's there, that you've already yes. got it. You have to put yourself in that vibration that it's happening. There's a, yeah, that's a whole nother episode completely. Um, Absolutely. We talked about that in, in previous episodes too. Um, maybe we can try to remember to link back to those, but. Um, Basically in a nutshell, I can give you a simple answer is. We don't have was, time, unfortunately. <laughs> soul to soul um, and ask empowered questions. And that's how I yeah. decided. Um, there was a book though, that I was going to recommend by, um, we did it for the, for the lady powerhouse book club. And it really helped me. Uh, the secret was one thing, one book that really helped me Mm -hmm. understand like the real, the real process, um, that it isn't just about wishing for things and waiting for them to fall in your lap. Um, but, um, Denise Duffield, Thomas, I think is her full name. She wrote a book called get rich, lucky bitch. And it is one of my favorite books about manifesting. Um, so I highly recommend that. Um, so Anne, thank you so much. I'm sorry. We have to, um, you know, kind of honor our time constraints here, but um, Laura, what do we, what does, um, what does Anna bring into the table today for our listeners? So, um, in a weekly, um, on her Facebook group, um, you can join them there as they rendezvous, rendezvous with infinite intelligence. 
um, that, she, that she refers to as we. We is a collective consciousness. Call them God, Source, Universe, Infinite Intelligence, Creator, whatever term you use. But every Friday at 9 a.m. Central, we select a topic that will benefit all, where they provide clarity, give guidance, and when um, followed, places you in a state of vibrant living. So we'll make sure to have a link to that um, for every Friday at 9 a.m. Central. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to add that to my calendar and check it out. I mean, who doesn't want to live in a state of vibrant living? Hello. It's kind of a no brainer as far as I'm concerned. Um, so our ask this week for the podcast is make sure you sign up for our newsletter. We give out weekly sneak peeks for upcoming guests and we have a, a new monthly email that's going to be going out that recaps all of the awesome offers and freebies that our previous um, guests on the podcast have offered. And we kind of just kind of do a neat little goodie bag every month, a swag bag full of Fempreneur True Confession goodies. So um, again, and thank you so much for being with us. And um, we appreciate you. And we'll be dropping all of Anne's um, ways to connect with her, join the Facebook group and all of those things, her website, all the things will be in the show notes. So um, be sure to look for that and give her a follow and uh, reach out. Do you offer free consultations? Um, I, I do. Um, they can just reach out to me or direct message me, um, especially if you're having trouble getting in the group. I may have some settings. Um, I'm learning. And learning about Facebook and social media and all that good stuff. And, yeah. you know, if you're interested in, in that Facebook group, um, just direct message me and then I can friend you and then get you in that way if you're having trouble getting into it. But I've had people <laughs> connect to me and I've been able to get them in. So hopefully that right. all works and comes together. So I'm yeah. part of the group. It's just a matter of I'm, uh, I don't hang out on social media a lot. Yeah. And so I have just, to put it on my calendar. Right. Briefly, I've got the two mentorship programs. One would be, I would say, called like a beginner. It's a two-week mentorship, week plus one. And um, the other one is a life transformation. And I, individuals that I would consider for that program are, they understand the laws of the universe. They understand they're manifesting, probably manifested their business. So people looking to take it, take their business to another higher level or find your purpose because it will come out during that process. So awesome. yeah, it's on my website too. So thank you so much. You. You're very welcome. And thank you for um, being here with us. Um, and then we will see you guys, see all of you next week. We're here every Tuesday afternoon between three and five Eastern. Bye. And see you, you next time. <laughs>